Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto, your home for crypto and Web3 news and updates. I am your host, Bitcoin Stylist, and today's news and updates are another big bank, another government, and another large corporation embrace crypto in meaningful ways. Yes, that's right. Does this sound like yesterday's news? Because it sure does to me. Uh, and But stay till the end because I have some crypto news that's going to keep you weary, keep us weary. It keeps me weary of the current bull market. You do not want to miss this. Do not forget, this is fin not financial advice. Do not forget, this is not financial advice. You can use the links below. You can do your own research, make your own decisions. I'm going to share with you my feelings. Please like, subscribe, follow, leave a comment. It helps make sure that this content gets out to other people and it works even better if you share it. So if you watched my episode yesterday, you probably have come to the conclusion that I see a lot of bullish indicators for crypto. To be more precise, I'm a long-term bull and a short-term bear. I want to get through the first quarter and see where we are. That said, I add money to the Bitcoin short ETF, BITI, B-I-T-I is the ticker symbol traded on the stock market. I then add a similar amount of money to the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC is the ticker, and that's traded on the over OTC markets. There is counterparty risk, as you probably know, based on my episodes on DCG, Genesis, Gemini, and Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Link in the description below. Check that out if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but basically, there we're waiting for a shoe to drop to find out what's going to happen. Grayscale Bitcoin trust shares could go lower. Uh, Bitcoin, crypto could all crash. I mean, we don't really know. But I do when I do hear the news like big banks, big financial uh, firms, governments and large corporations getting into crypto, it just reaffirms my convic conviction about crypto and Web3 being a part of our future moving forward. I believe that as these banks, money managers, funds, governments and large corporations get more and more into crypto, the money that is going to pour in during the next bull run will make the last week of Bitcoin pump look like a drop in the bucket. That said, it is not all rosy in crypto by any means. We have to know how DCG, Genesis, and Gemini are going to work through things. We also need to hear the results of the SEC versus Ripple Labs lawsuit, which is going to determine whether Ripple was a commodity or a security. Based on that, the outcome of that lawsuit, we're going to know whether or not, you know, like if, for example, if the SEC wins, then uh, and like and the judge says, oh, Ripple was a was a security and it's still a security. That means that it's more like stock, which means it has to be regulated by the SEC, which means all any a bunch of coins could get delisted uh, based on how the judge determined whether or not this was a security or not. Now, if it turns out that it was a security, now it's a commodity that could be beneficial to the industry. Uh, and if they say it wasn't a security, it was always a commodity, then that would also be beneficial, uh, at least in the short term for price. But so we don't know what's going to happen. And I think based on that lawsuit, the SEC is going to determine how they go after exchanges because then they'll start evaluating all the coins on exchanges. And if they have go to Coinbase and say, hey, these 12 coins based on the uh, judicial precedent set forth in that this, uh, you know, lawsuit in question, then you are offering the sale of unregistered securities. You're in violation of the securities law, securities laws, securities and exchange act or something like that. But so 
that's gonna that's gonna be really bad because like, you're gonna see tons of crypto just like lose tons of liquidity and you're gonna see tons of people running for the exits and trying to sell it okay so that's what i think i would also like to i would like to see inflation abate for three to six months and for interest rates to be stopped and maybe even reversed before i think we're in a bull market um until this happens i am weary of any price appreciation being a what they call a bull trap meaning all the people that think it's we're in a bull market they start piling in and fomoing in and then the reality sets in and uh the market comes back and you end up like you know getting in and losing money i'm not I'm also not going to risk being wrong, though, because I don't want to try to time the market. So I keep stacking sats and hedging my bets. So I am constantly buying directly buying Bitcoin. And uh, and I am also doing the little kind of trade that I was talking about. This is not financial advice. It's just what I'm doing. Okay, so today we have mostly good news. One piece at the end. Well, actually, two pieces because there's some breaking news now. Uh, and that's a sobering story on this drunken rally. So I'm going to share my article, and uh, you, if you're listening on podcasts, you can use the links below to follow along. Uh, otherwise, just listen up, because I'll keep you posted on everything. All right. So we got this article here by Jai Hamid, and is on Cryptopolitan, and it is titled, BNY Mellon Explores Digital Asset Custody Service for Asian Markets. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs here. BNY Mellon, the world's largest custodian bank, is exploring the possibility of offering digital asset custody services in Asia. The news has been met with enthusiasm by many in the crypto community as it indicates that a major financial institution is taking steps to legitimize and institutionalize cryptocurrency trading. Vince said that the business of digital assets is a new development area for the oldest bank in the United States. BNY Mellon, BNY Mellon was the first American bank to provide an internal custody service for digital assets when it did so three months ago. Having established a specialist unit for the business in 2021 and then launching the service three months later. Tokenization will result in an increase in the significance of protecting against malicious assaults. According to Vence, who is the CEO of BNY Mellon, BNY Mellon has made an investment in Fireblocks, a company that offers custody services for cryptocurrencies, and the two companies have collaborated on the development of technology on protecting digital assets. And then it goes on to say, BNY Mellon, CEO, extremely bullish on crypto. Vince is an, is an enthusiastic supporter of cryptocurrency. So you hear that, everybody? We got a CEO of the world's largest custodial, custodial bank in the world. I said world's largest in the world. That's redundant. Anyway, he's an enthusiastic supporter. That's amazing news. On January 13th, during an earnings call, the CEO said the investing in digital assets was the most profitable bet for the financial institutions in the long run. Vince went on to say that banks' refusal to acknowledge the expansion of crypto asset market was analogous to being a custodian in the 1960s and continuing to use paper ledgers rather than embracing computer technology. However, this would not be the case with his bank. So he's basically saying like Larry David did in the in the in the Super Bowl commercial, basically it's comparing it to like, you know, some of the most crazy breakthroughs in time, like the fork and the the wheel. <laughs> 
In 2022, BNY Mellon was successful in getting authorization from the financial authorities in New York to accept Bitcoin and Ethereum deposits from a limited number of customer consumers. That's super dope. I think that's pretty self-explanatory why that's such a big deal. Let me know if you have any questions or comments. Leave a comment below. Let me know. I'm moving on. All right. So this is by Helen Parts for Cointelegraph. The title of the article is SEC of Thailand Issues Crypto Custody Provider Rules. The Thai Securities Regulator now requires crypto custodians to have a contingency plan in case of unforeseen events. I'm sure they're probably thinking about FTX. So let's look at this real quick. I got to just read a couple of things here. The Securities and Exchange Commission of Thailand is working to better protect cryptocurrency investors by introducing new rules for crypto custody services. On January 17th, the Thai SEC issued regulations requiring virtual asset service providers or VASPs to establish a digital wallet management system to guarantee efficient custody. The new rules target crypto custodians or VASPs that provide crypto storage services. The regulation includes three major requirements, including the provision of policy and guidance, guidelines for overseeing the risk management of digital wallets and private keys. The rules require VASPs to communicate with regulators regarding such policies and provide action plans to ensure compliance. Additionally, the SEC requested crypto custodians provide policies and procedures for designing, developing, and managing digital wallets and keys. The authority will also require crypto custodians to establish a contingency plan in case of unforeseen events that may affect the wallet management system. You know, I think this is really interesting because they're specifically talking about crypto storage services. So, I mean, I, I feel like that would apply to like MetaMask. Like if you created MetaMask and you wanted... Uh, and high people were using it, uh, then, then you would probably have to like oversee risk management because like your wallet holds your keys. So does that, and if you use MetaMask, does that mean MetaMask can be compromised? So they're saying that like, I, I'm pretty sure these are third-party services as opposed to an app that's programmed a certain way. But like, if you're forced to make an up, do an update on something like MetaMask, that MetaMask, that update could come with, uh, with a little virus that enables like a back door to open. So anyway, I'm pretty sure they're talking about third parties, custodians like BNY Mellon wants to be a custodian. They want to store Fidelity. It wants you to store your crypto on their new platform where you can buy and sell crypto. Pretty sure it's just Bitcoin, Ethereum right now. But yes, they have a platform that they're la they've launched to retail investors that essentially competes with Coinbase, but only on regulated cryptos, which right now is, I mean, really Bitcoin's dealing with the green light and Ethereum is as close as it comes to having a green light other than Bitcoin. So let me know if you uh, agree or disagree or have a different uh, opinion or idea about this. Uh, leave a comment below and I am moving on. So check this out. McDonald's celebrates Lunar New Year in the metaverse in partnership with Karen X. Chang. And this is an article on investing.com. And it looks like it's originally from the Daily Coin. And it goes here. Let's see. The McDonald's Lunar Year collaboration includes an innovative features that integrate culture and technology for an interactive user experience. The partnership with McDonald's is Chang's first brand partnership celebrating her Chinese-American heritage. 
The campaign continues the Golden Arch commitment to celebrating culture and serving communities as a year of a rabbit commences. The article goes on to explain how McDonald's is has been has like has a history of bringing like committing to serving different cultures. It says and right here a celebration of culture and technology. Uh, McDonald's has a history of celebrating culture and aiding communities via initiatives like youth development programs, community donations and volunteer programs uh it also talks about so like you know i think the really interesting thing here is this last paragraph here of this first part says this collaboration offers a unique and interactive metaverse experience that enables users to engage with lunar new year festive festivities in new ways it can potentially bridge the gap between tradition and technology so you could check out the link below to see what it all is it's just like i think it's a big deal because it's mainland china where uh most most crypto stuff is uh not legal so i guess nfts are i think they did ease the ease it up ease up on nfts so i think it's gonna be really interesting to see the adoption because guess what all these nfts and all these companies that are building it they got up they're building on public blockchains which means that every time they set that an nft changes hands they need to pay a validator to validate that transaction and log it on the blockchain and secure the network which means that it's going to need it's there's going to be transaction fees which means that the value of the network that those things are sold on should go up according to Metcalf's law, which means the coins on those networks should increase in value as long as they don't increase experience inflationary pressures from some sort of coin release or something like that. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment below. Congratulations, you made it to the end. All of this positive news is super exciting. Now let's temper things a little bit by pointing out some things that is that are indicative of the macro environment that we are in all right so this says the title of this is coinbase confirms it's halting operations in japan customers have until february 16th to withdraw their fiat and crypto holdings from the exchange by jamie crawley on coindesk so the article talks about how kraken also left apparently i'll, I'll let you once you listen to this really quick uh clip and he'll this uh this guy will explain um, why multiple companies have left Japan. I mean, Japan is a tough market, right? They've been historically very diligent in regulating crypto businesses. Um, the cost of compliance is a bit higher there, is my understanding. Um, so Japan remains a tough one for outside companies to enter and serve well. Um, so I think that's sort of the story that I'm seeing here with Coinbase uh, and Kraken, uh, both you know taking their ball and going home but uh yeah certainly like you know this speaks to the the overall narrative of cuts right whether it's headcount whether it's uh business lines this is what you're seeing especially in the c5 space as they again contract relative to that ra rapid expansion that they had during the bull run so this to me is still part of that bigger narrative um but also just japan is a tricky market i think in so basically, he's saying Japan is expensive and tricky and heavy on the compliance. But also, did you hear the part where he said that the that this is basically just like, you know, there's a ton of, you know, tech layoffs and now the banks are starting to lay people off. You know, are we really in a bull run? I don't know. Let's check out this other story. Uh, so let's see here. This is a Wall Street Journal article by Akiko Matsuda and Jody Zhu Klein. And it's uh, titled Crypto Lender Genesis is Preparing to File for Bankruptcy Within Days. And so this literally just released and I'm 
almost not 100% sure that I'm like 99.9% sure that I reported on this exact headline. Uh, but maybe it was within weeks. I don't know. But I'm just going to read you a little bit here. Crypto lender Genesis Global Trading is preparing for filing for bankruptcy within days, according to people familiar with the matter. Genesis, owned by the crypto conglomerate Digital Currency Group, or DCG, is in the final stage of preparing paperwork before it files for Chapter 11 protection, said the people with knowledge of the matter. The crypto lender has been considering filing for bankruptcy for months, and the firm laid off 30% of its staff earlier this month to navigate unprecedented challenges, a company spokesperson said at that time. So if you remember from my previous uh, episode, like within... Last week, I'll leave a description below, but like I did a deep dive into understanding what this whole Genesis situation and uh, and Gemini coming out publicly to like talk smack about uh, digital currency group and saying like we need the the CEO. He's got to step down. There's been multiple counts of fraud. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this situation, uh, but, you know, I'm watching it closely. So for me, this is like the sobering story. Like until this plays out, I don't see how like I don't see how I can have any confidence. Like I'm going to keep buying Bitcoin because just because like it's the market's low, but I'm not going to make any big moves right now. So I think it's interesting, though, because Genesis is like fleecing retail investors through this legal wash, rinse and repeat game that they had going on with three years capital, which is one of the biggest reasons why they're filing for bankruptcy. And if you don't remember, Genesis is a parent is a daughter is like a, a, like a daughter company to digital currency group. And it's also a sister company to the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And they own a ton of Grayscale Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin stock. So what's going to happen if they file for bankruptcy, they might have to liquidate that stock that they might have to sell. That could be tons of selling pressure on the stock itself, which will deepen the discount to its net asset value. Once this plays out, I think that the that the discount window could close relatively quickly. We might need to wait for a risk on environment before the discount window closes. Uh, but I mean, we're talking to like uh, basically doubling the money, du like in, in order for the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust stock to be equivalent to the Bitcoin that it that they have that they're holding in custody, then the stock would have to almost double in order to be equivalent to its underlying assets. So anyway, that's the news. That's my thought. Um, I'm waiting on inflation to abate. I'm waiting for interest rates to stop going up, maybe even turn around. China reopening and producing at low cost and consuming dollars should help with inflation. But they're also going to be, you know, they're a big importer of commodities. So that could also be inflationary. The reality, reality is we have no idea. Bitcoin and crypto will will perform like we don't know how crypto and bitcoin are going to perform in a high inflation type monetary and recessionary environment because it's never crypto was not around in any of those situations it's always been loose money uh expand monetary expansion economic expansion and uh so we don't really know how this is all going to play out but crypto is like kind of growing up here and maturing because it's going through a new market cycle so to look at back on the history of crypto and bitcoin and say oh it's going to happen like this because it happened in the past i think is extremely short-sighted because that's ignoring the fact that the entire micro macro environment has changed i hope i'm wrong i hope it's all up from here but 
until then, let me know what y'all are doing. Leave a comment below. Have a good day. And in for the meantime, I'm going to go long crypto. You can check the description in the description for my favorite coins. This is not financial advice. I'm just telling you what I like. And I'm also going to tell you I'm going to hold on for dear life. Hot along.